The following program is brought to you by the Humble Fama Bed and Breakfast in St. George, Maine. Thank you for listening. When my wife Marsha, the almost perfect woman, paused by my office doorway one morning, I looked up and I said, I just realized that all of my friends are either smarter or richer than I am. And my wife said, Most of them are both. Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to me. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day. You deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music.
Scott, 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 hey, we got you, Scott, Scott Hamilton. Push all the right buttons here, get some shut down, get some turned on. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. I guess we got it all together here. Thank you for this email you sent me that says, The next Death Cafe, Demoscotta, will be at Savory, Maine from 9 to 10.30 a.m. Monday. All death cafes are free of charge. Donations are welcome to cover the cost of beverages and cake. At a death cafe, people, often strangers, gather to eat cake, drink tea, and discuss death. And that's what the email said. Well, will you please give this some thought? Anyone who could speak with any amount of authority on the topic isn't able to attend.
Count Basie playing Senator. Have you ever heard that? Senator Whitehead? And according to the CD, it was sent to me by the Durham Dogs. Who are the Durham Dogs? I'm sorry that I've forgotten. Somebody, somebody told me a story about a man who came home and collapsed in the middle of the kitchen floor. I guess he slipped on a piece of grease or a hot dog or something. And when his wife asked him what he had to say for himself, he kind of raised himself up on one elbow and said, I don't have any prepared remarks, but I'm willing to take questions from the floor.
Scott Hamilton, Jerry Wiggins here on The Humble Farmer. Where with any... Yes, this is The Humble Farmer radio program. With any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here on your favorite radio station. I am thehumblefarmer at gmail.com, and I would love to hear from you. The last time I was in a Boston hospital... I noticed that they still give visiting patients a paper form and a clipboard. And you sit there, and you fill out that paper, that form there, which they probably retype, the secretary probably retypes it into her computer. And if you think about it, you will remember that up until a recent date, not all that long ago, the paper you filled out to describe your automobile for your main state registration had a little box on it, and that little box said, Check the kind of tires on your car. Hard rubber or pneumatic? <laughs> yes. You remember this. In 1953, I had some hard rubber tires on a Model T truck. No inner tubes. They were hard rubber on a rim. And these tires in 1953 were probably 30, 40 years old then. So, although we probably stopped having hard rubber tires on our main trucks in the 1920s, I think it was still on the main state auto registration form up until fairly recently, the, the 1970s and 1980s. Why, you, you tell me, why do useless anachronistic customs hang on and hang on. Why doesn't somebody say, hey, look, here's, a, here's an easier, quicker way to do this? When you come into a hospital, why don't they give you a small laptop computer? Or, or why don't they have keyboards and screens at little desks there in the waiting room so you can easily and quickly fill out the form? Because then while you're sitting there filling out the forms, you don't have to have your attention diverted by thinking about hard rubber tires. You always hurt the one you love the one you shouldn't hurt at all You always take the sweetest rose and crush it till the petals fall. Now, excuse me there, Mr. Carl Grayson. Now, tell this little girl all about this year's situation. Now, honey child. You knows that you always seems to break the, uh, well, the very kindest soul of our heart with a hasty word that you just can't seem to recall. Honey child, honey lamb, honey baby, honey doll, honey pie. Now then, if this boy, now mind you, I says, uh, if this year boy done broke your heart last night, Honey child, honey lamb, honey baby, honey doll, honey pie Is because he love you the most of all 
is hurt. The one you love. The one you should hurt at all. You always take the sweetest rose and crush it till the petals fall. You always break crunch the kindest heart with a hasty word you can't recall. Your heart last night It's because I love you most of all mm-hmm, Very popular You might remember that being played on the radio 1943-44 Used to enjoy that very much when I was a kid you always hear, ah, the one. <laughs> what do you see when you wander about in Facebook land? Many people post lists of things to do or how to be a complete person. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about here. I just saw a list of ten things that started out with, one, if it feels wrong, don't do it. Two, Say exactly what you mean. <clears throat> ah, number two stopped me dead in my tracks because, well, think about this. How long do you suppose you would have been able to hold a job if you went around telling people what was on your mind? I think the reason my cows get along so well out in the pasture, well, I think this can be attributed to the fact that they can't tell each other what they're thinking.
all of it. Nee, nee, nee. Thank you, Scott Hamilton. Thank you for listening to The Humble Farmer. With any luck at all, I'm right here on your favorite radio station every week at this time playing old-fashioned music just for you. I'm thehumblefarmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. And I'm just looking at this CD, Scott Hamilton. I see it's 1992. And this CD doesn't really belong to me. I got it on loan from the late, from Scott Hamilton's father, the late Bob Hamilton. And I'm going to tell you, even though I know you don't care, I'm going to tell you how that came to pass. One day, a nice man by the name of Carl Jefferson called me up. He said, this is Carl Jefferson. Uh, He owned this company, Concord Jazz. He says, Humble, you're going to learn to play CDs. I'm going to send you some Concord CDs. Because this was back when I was still making them with a radio programs with a turntable. 
I was going to have to learn to use the CD machine. This was a big, big jump for me. He says, I'm going to send you some CDs, Humble. You're going to learn to use that CD machine. All good and well. Sent me this carton of Concord CDs to Maine Public Radio. And the boss up at Public Radio said, what you got there, Humble? And I says, well, this is a nice carton of CDs that I got from Carl Jefferson out to Concord Jazz. I'm going to play these Nice songs on my radio program. He says, well, I guess those CDs don't belong to you. As a DJ here at Maine Public Radio, you ain't allowed to get records from nobody. And I says, well, I says, well, I hesitate to put them in the stacks. Al Cohn, Al Cohn gave me three LP Blue Note records one time for him and Jimmy Rolls and some others. And within two days, someone stole them out of the Maine Public Radio stacks. I says, I... I can't see I'm going to put these CDs in the main public radio stack so somebody can steal them so I can never get to play them. So I packed them all up. I sent them back to Concord, California, to Carl Jefferson. And we had this arranged. Carl Jefferson put them, left them right in the same box, changed the address, mailed them to Scott Hamilton's father, who lived down the road about nine miles from me. And when they arrived, I went down, and I got them from Bob Hamilton on permanent loan. And that's how I happen to have that record. I know you didn't care hearing about it, but I'm just going to tell you about it anyway. What am I going to do? Let me, I'm going to play another record here, another CD here. I have almost mastered the CD machine. Oh, 
we are gathered by the river. Listen to your Deacon Jones. Paint no sin. Take off your skin. Dance around in your bones. You must all go in that water. Let me hear your sinful groans. Take no sin. Take off your skin. Dance around in your bones. Do what I say right away, wicked sinners. Cause this is your judgment day. Come, Mandy Lee, in the river with me. Wash your sins away. Throw away your gin and razors. Throw away your gambling bones. Oh, take no sins. Take off skin. Dance around your bones. You'll do it at home. Moss, the bone song for my... Friend Robert, Robert said he hadn't heard the bone song. He missed hearing the bone song. I've played it now two times in two weeks. Perhaps I spoke too soon when I suggested that patients in a doctor's waiting room should get to type their information, you know, instead of writing it on a sheet of paper. Now, I would have no idea of how to operate the iPad machine that some hospitals or organizations have at the front desk. I just learned about this. And you know what I'm talking about, this iPad thing. It's that little flat computer that's about as big as the license plate on your car. I find it next to impossible to type on anything but a a real keyboard. This technology, I get to tell you, this technology is moving much too fast for me. I'm I'm way, way, way years behind. Did Did you see that pundits believe that Facebook might be how elections are lost and won in 2016. And this Twitter thing must also be a powerful tool. Somebody's always tweeting other people. You hear about it on the news, and I should find out why this Twitter is so powerful and exactly how it works and and what it does. I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com. Do you use Twitter? Do you twit?
Bruce, doesn't time fly when you're having fun? We're three quarters through here and we haven't even got started. Have you ever wondered what would have happened in 1863 if Mexico had intervened in our civil war and sent in airstrikes against either Atlanta or Washington? Isn't there a good chance that Lee and Grant would have immediately joined forces and gone after Mexico?
Mr. Jack Teagarden stomping Mr. Henry Lee here on the Humble Farmer, where with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. You might have seen that best-selling author who made the evening news because he had lied to the American people on national television. This was news because he was an author.
Tatum, of course. Shed no tears for me when I tell you that I could never afford to have children. My wife's oldest granddaughter visited us for a weekend, so I was able to realize the same grandchild benefits at a fraction of the cost. And for the first time in my life, I was able to aid in the development of a young receptive mind. Take, for example, teaching a little one to name the body parts on a stuffed moose. This is the nose. This is the mouth. These are the eyes. This is an antler. So this other one must be an uncle. And then there is the mess generated by watercolors and Play-Doh. Do you know what you do when you've outgrown Play-Doh? You'll read Aristotle and Thomas Aquinas.